Hey friends, we wanted to share a couple clips from our newest release on the Ravel bonus feed. This comes from the latest live meeting of the Ravel Collective. To get the full episode in your podcast feed, tap on over to patreon.com slash ravelpod and join the growing community. In addition to weekly bonus episodes, you get access to our private Discord where you can join the book club, attend the Ravel Collective meetings, and share your own thoughts in a welcoming, affirming online space. We hope to see you there. I, the thing is, this ritual, while it wasn't helpful, um, it eased the anxiety in the moment. But I think more than anything, it eased that deep loneliness that I suffered through every day. It was almost like God actually existed in the words of Psalms 91. And for the first time, maybe ever, it felt like someone was coming to hug me and comfort me in the way that I really truly needed. So no, I didn't feel safe or at peace, but at least I wasn't alone anymore. And at the time, and even sometimes now, I think alleviating the loneliness matters more to me than feeling safe or feeling peaceful. That's just, that's what Psalms 91 used to give me, was that hug and with the words that it is. And to be honest, I think that it, a lot of days, it would be really easy to slip back into the rituals and pretend like the work I've put in over the last decade or more didn't actually happen. And it, part of me still wants that. I, like, it would be so easy, especially like preparing for this. It was to just like fall into reading Psalms 91 until I pass out. Just only for the immediate gratification, right? Of everything's gone in this moment, in this second, I can feel the warmth and the kind of embrace that it embodied for me, but it's not the same. The passage doesn't sound the same. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. It doesn't really offer me any comforts in the way that it used to. So instead of being full of love and warmth, it honestly kind of sounds harsh and it just feels like empty words more than anything. And then the poem finishes with an address from God. It's reassuring the righteous or the Israelites. I will hear you. I will come when you call and I will protect you. And really this psalm is kind of universal. It presents a series of axioms. Pain exists. Pain is evil. Humans are susceptible to that pain. God wishes to eradicate pain. God is able and willing to save us from pain if we cry out in pain. God hears the cry and rescues us. And honestly, I think it would be so much easier to hear this and be like, that was great um, if the problem of pain just didn't exist. But God really, I guess, isn't under any obligation to provide a perfect world. And I don't think that that's what this psalm is addressing. This psalm uh, doesn't address the cause of suffering or pain. It just, and it doesn't even say that God will fix it. It just says that God is with you. This is a bit of like anthropology, which makes me suspect that the place I learned it from was Josh on the podcast. <laughs> Though I, I'm not certain. But one of the things that's like found across all like versions of societies and like all the many cultures that humanity has formed is sort of a belief that pain is worth reducing pain ought to be avoided or or people in pain ought to like be aided you know that sort of like 
pain should be stopped, I guess. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I think that if that is a common part of the experience of humanity, it comforts me to know that God feels the same, you know? That God, like, sees this core human instinct and is, like, agrees. I think what comes to mind is the Rod Bell episode where he talks about traffic and how collectively we are not individually traffic. We talk about Ah, oh, there's so much traffic on the highway when we're going, like, 45 on the highway with a bunch of cars around us. And he uses the analogy of, like, well, one person thinks of me as traffic, whereas I think of everyone else's traffic. So, collectively, we are traffic... Because, collectively, we make us traffic. Yeah, what if the vision was not be with God is the summation of the church, but what if it was be with neighbor? Like, how much God could you find if the whole vision was be with neighbor first? And, like, drop the whole facade of church is like the intro to the sales funnel and then you get down into the small group and the life group to actually be what the church is it's like what if what if what if we just like did away with that because like if all sunday is is like your free marketing seminar to sell people on the thing so many things are going to be missed and like that that's so much of our problem is like we're all just showing up to the free seminars being ready to be like anything you can give me for free please Whereas if, yeah, if the whole thing was be with neighbor first, if all of church was playing music that we all at least tolerated, if not enjoyed, and then, all right, go outside, there's food out there, and everyone help dig out one square foot of the community garden. Like, are you kidding? Like, be with neighbor. <laughs> like, that's, if that was I would go to that church so fast. Yeah, are you kidding me? Of course. Sounds. I know. Point me to point me in the direction of that, please. Of course. Yeah. Hey, if that piqued your interest, I'd bet you'd love listening to the full bonus episode available now at patreon.com/ravelpod.